0: This segment of the Bystander Podcast is brought to you by Eagle Harbor Insurance. We don't sell insurance we help people buy it. This has always been their motto and continues. They understand every family has different insurance needs, be it coverage or premiums. No two cases are the same, and they will always do their best to guide you into the proper coverage to fit your budget. They are here to help anytime. Give them a call at 206-842-7410 or contact them online at eagleharborinsurance.com. I got something for your mind, body and soul I got something for your mind, body and soul
1: bystander podcast now here's your host with the most tiny tim
2: And wait to kick the dope in, cause I know I got them dope pens and the dope end. So my enemies got no friends, yeah, it don't end. Uh, you come in my hood and tell me how to live, I think I'm good. That's not how it is, not how it works. So, hours I work on my craft, like I'm leaving the earth, like trees in the earth, getting deep in the dirt. Not for reason I search, that's for the birds, like the season of trips, you see. Yeah. At first, you're the only thing I need on this earth, then. Well you're the only reason I hurt At first, you're the only thing I need on this earth Then, well, only reason I hurt Maybe, baby, that's just how I twist it But I know you got a hit list of misters who diss it So now I can't have your big lips Just wanna love you for real though But when you come to work you wake you still told So you can't feel no access to your seal So and so, I gotta pay the bill though And get fed barely half the meal slow Girl, yeah, love is all I'm really here for Wake up in the morning, yawning Watch and wait to kick the dope in, cause I know I got them dope pens, and it don't end till my enemies got no friends, yeah, it don't end. I wake up in the morning yawning. Cops watch and wait to kick the dope in, cause I know I got them dope pens, and it don't end till my enemies got no friends, yeah, it don't end. I always been a thinker, so you tellin' me we gon' sink, uh, don't compute in my brain I don't just shoot, I'm careful of my aim, and I'll be shooting to you Can't for the same, on the same tree, like some pairs, I'm just saying we all have prayers for the same, already there is the plan, Copy you a ticket, have you a visit to where bliss is First, you're the only thing I need on this earth then, but you're the only reason I hurt At first, you're the only thing I need on this earth then, but you're the only reason I hurt Ralph Rain. Yeah. It's Ralph Fling
1: I think I'm the youngest mob brawler, or, or like I don't know. Yeah, not that it's like F- Future's pretty young too. Future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Future. He's like, not really around so much though. Future man. Yeah, Future man. Uh, really? I think he's pretty young. I don't know how old he is. He's, he seems young. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he's scrawny. <laughs> he,
3: to me, also seemed old just because he was like taking care of that whole place and had the bus in there. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure.
0: All right. Get that comfortable. However you're gonna sit. <coughs> Let me clear. I'm gonna
3: have to take some pictures of my Instagram if that's cool.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: I'm Mm -hmm. uh I need a this is my manager essentially, and (laughs) she'll punch me if if, (laughs) if we don't get coverage. She looks really nice. It doesn't it's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) This is me Yeah, doing things. Doing things. It's It's me and making Moves. He's stretching. (laughs)
0: Having fun, okay. Like kid in candy shop. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, get get that. Uh, I don't know. I think ha- this is I guess you just
1: want it like. I'm trying to be too close. It's a little pretty, close. pretty fucking loud. I mean. Okay. Sounds I can, good. I could whisper at this distance.
0: All right. Let's start this. Here with Mob Roll. Rafa and Dante in the house. How you guys doing? Mob Roll.
3: Mob Roll. Doing good. <laughs> thanks for having us here. Yeah. There. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's good to have you guys. So, um. Tell tell the people what Mob Roll is and where that came from and what you got going on. You guys been around about eight years, correct?
1: Yeah, so this will be our eighth annual, uh, music on bikes roll, <laughs> Mob Roll. Um, so it started as um, these two cats, uh, Shane Kenoti and Thomas Kolb, um, were like they've been really good friends. They were, like grew up together and everything, and then they. Um, Thomas is a uh, welder and bike builder, and um, Shane Canody is a hip-hop artist, spoken word artist, poet, and um, they just didn't really get a lot of time to hang out with each other. And so they started this tour as a means of, hey, once a year, let's hang out for two and a half weeks and bike all over the Puget Sound and like ce- celebrate the art of the Puget Sound and um, you know spread art from different parts of the Puget Sound to other parts of the Puget Sound, and everyone's welcome to ride with us if they want to. Um, and then, uh, so the first year, 2001, I didn't know anything about it, but there was this, um, nonprofit art hall room and music venue called the AFU in Bremerton. And I was volunteering there and there mob happened to be booked there. And I happened to be like booked for the same show. And then that's how I discovered it on the first year. And then ever since then, I've just been a part of it. And then, um,
0: Rafa, how did you get in involved with this?
3: Um, so I was hitchhiking on Vashon Island, and I met Corbin, who's one of the earlier members, or I guess he's part of the, like the starting circle, if you will. Um, and we're younger. I'm a younger person. We're in the same age demographic, and I'm on Vashon Island, which is a pretty small community. And one of the like misconceptions is that if you see someone in your age group, that you would, you should know who they are. Like that, how would you not know who they are? So we're like, what f- what fuck do you do on the island? Like, what are you doing here? And He says, well, I'm just working with someone, and I'm also an MC, a rapper, or whatever. So I was like, well, you should come kick it. Like, you have to come hang out. There's no one else on this island that I went to high school with, or anyone who raps, or any of that. So we hung out, went to this spot on the bluffs, and then we all freestyled and just had a great time, vibed and everything, and he, like, slowly but surely puts this mob roll thing on, like, on my back, and I'm like, well, what is this? And he just, like, tells me a little bit about it, and, of course, at first, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. And then he tells me more, and I'm, like, super stoked and stoked. And so, eventually, I just, like, get involved with it, and first day, day one, and, um, it's, yeah, it's, um, it was re- super crazy. So we start out, and it's, uh, do a poetry bike ride, and we start out at, uh, at the Gumwall in, in Seattle. Mm -hmm. and uh, pike's place yeah and i do a spoken word piece and then we bike along and so everyone who joined in seattle that day joined in a certain spot in the city and then you if you wanted to do a spoken word piece and then we kept riding and then went to i believe it was soto for the night or somewhere else to play the show um which is what we do usually there's like rides or different things that happen that lead up to the show um and so we did that and do whatever and then Kind of three days later on Vashon Island, where I live, when I curated this show, and this is kind of my story of, like, what mob role is to me, is this thing that comes and it swallows you up, and then it's, you're doing things, you're creating things, it's being documented, and all of it, like, all of a sudden it just kind of works and warps into whatever happens to be, given the tools and the people and the interests and the hobbies or whatever crafts you have around. And so three days later on Vashon Island, and I clear a space off and come and have the show. And I play my set on one of our friends' Sean's school bus, which has, a, like, a stage that drops off of it, and it's all graffitied out, and it's a PA, and we play shows, like, kind of Renegade-style on it sometimes or, like, in someone's yard, if you will. Um, and so after my set, they play this this film, and it's, like, this uh, crazy film of me doing my spoken word piece, and it's an extremely beautiful film. Um, I don't know if you can maybe add a link to it on your website at some point. or Yeah,
0: yeah um, at the gum bowl, right?
3: Mm-hmm, at the gum wall, and it's, like watching it. it's just amazingly beautiful piece of me spoken word and it's like this uh, theatrical music and this score and it just like shows kind of what had happened up until that point and also at that point and it's just extremely beautiful and moved me to tears up to that point point. and i moved here from new york city to find some kind of avenue to express myself and to live life the way i actually wanted to do it and i was like totally out on a limb and so then like stumble into this and then it all just like snowballs into this perfect thing and then naturally just evolves into that and so for me mom roll is like a lot of different things can happen and it's like about your personal experience and what you bring to the table as a mom roller per se um and not everyone plays music on the tour and not everyone does the whole tour and not everyone rides bikes for all of it not everyone is a professional cyclist none of us wear spandex most of us smoke weed (laughs) we take lots of breaks so it's a very like different kind of thing and um
0: it's a slower vibe than new york for sure
3: oh most definitely yeah yeah, I like, like to that. get ahead of the pack so I can chain smoke <laughs> cigarettes ahead of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He can he can roll, ride a bicycle with no hands and roll a cigarette. Same <laughs> that's right. That's great. <laughs> mom should be so proud of you right now, Dante. Yeah, that's a mom out there. Dante's doing well. <laughs> no,
0: look, mom, no hands. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, let me get back to you in a, in a sec, Dante. But I want to know this piqued my interest. How you come from New York and wind up on Itty Bitty Island in Washington. Um,
3: it's small. However, uh, Manhattan's the same size as Vashon Island. There's um, about eleven thousand people on the island of yeah, Vashon. I heard that argument. And There's B- about two point Bain- six million Bainbridge, people. <laughs> well, Bainbridge is. Mm, it's a little different. It's a little different than Vashon. It's, yeah, it's a lot different. And I don't know. I not Not that that's a point necessarily. My point is that it's, it's similar in size, just <laughs> completely different. What brings me out here though is my great aunt Nan, who's no longer with us in the physical form she um was here since the late 70s early 80s and then my my i'll say my nan so she's little nan because it's great aunt nan and there's my stepmom who's nan married my dad and then essentially we got tied in to come visit here and then we decided we really liked it and the slower pace was cool i haven't really been anywhere so slow or this different or <laughs> to the west coast in general so and yeah. especially on vashon island a little which is not
0: aggressive like, right Or just Um, passive? Let's just not talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a talk show. We're going to (laughs) talk. Exactly. Um, Let me jump this mic a little closer to you, though. Sure. Get your volume up.
3: Move up. Um, And so I was like, sure. I've never really been in anything like this. I lived in upstate New York for a little bit, which is also different. That's where my wife's from. uh, I was in Clintondale. Uh, My dad is from, um, he's from, what is it, Highland Falls and like Poughkeepsie and New Paltz is kind of where we live, too.
0: She's from Syracuse, Marcellus area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a big state. We go to New York three times a year. Okay. I I heard you were from Harlem, too. I stayed there. That was my very first trip. I I spent a week in Harlem and found out that it was during the heat wave and everybody was dying. All the old people in the air conditions were breaking. I think (laughs) JFK Jr., his plane went down. Okay. And I was staying at a friend's uh, crib, and that was the first time I had been to New York and what caught my eye, the it was right next to central park too, it was people just put their trash on the curb every day, you, you know, for pickup. Unlike they do here and the rats, man, it's just so huge. Oh, yeah. There's no cats, because the cats are too small to the, like, deal with the rats. The average rat up.
3: size is about the average dog size in Washington. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's especially nuts. Especially in the nicer neighborhoods. Yeah. You
0: guys seen that Spurlock movie, Rats? <laughs> no, not, no. Is Spurlock, a producer. Or well, he Spurlock? did Supersize Me. Okay, okay. yeah. He, did, he just did a documentary on rats and <laughs> saying that uh, they're going to overpopulate the human population in a matter of a And they of years. have all the
3: diseases. and nice. Oh, well, like in, in terms
0: of numbers, Yeah. Nice. So, hashtag go out there and eat some rats, people.
1: So, it's called, like, Super Size Me Part <laughs> 2 or something. It's rats. Rats, Rats. Um, <laughs> the rat, cool.
3: Super Size Me is a rat it's,
0: edition. It's, it's scary. So,
3: <laughs> essentially, really, it was just like, come out here and check it out. And we were both like, well, this is cool. And, like, upstate New York is kind of cool. But we really have ties out there, and it was beautiful. And, Finger um, Lakes are cool. And my stepmom, yeah, my, my great-aunt Nan was getting older. And my stepmom's kind of on the mission in her life to just go and, and when people are older, like, uh, now she's living in Texas, Galveston, Texas, with her parents who are older. And so she just goes and, like, lives out whoever's life, wherever they are, and when they're in an older age. That's, like, her mission right now in life. So she did that, and she passed, and so they stayed on the island for a couple years. And then now my dad and my stepmom are in Texas, and I've stayed here just because, well, for me, obvious reasons. But um, So, yeah, I just came like came and checked it out, and I went to high school here. And then yeah, one thing led to another and I've gone
0: back and forth and Dante, where where did you grow up?
1: Yeah, so I was born and raised in Bremerton. Um,
0: uh, but you're young. Did they call it Bremolo back then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean I think home with the as far as I know, that was Sir sort of Mix Lots <laughs> did, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I mean uh-huh. I guess I was born before the word. <laughs>
0: He's, he used to say the Brimelow hose. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, uh what kind of culture is out there in Bremerton I know there well, they have a theater out there now that does some pretty cool things. Kenny G was out there recently.
1: Wait, are you talking about the Admiral Theater? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Ad, I mean the Admiral Theater was established in like 1947 or something like that. I mean, Ray Charles has played on that stage back. You know, oh, like wow. that, that's an old old place, you know what I mean? Um but like Uh, So the thing with Bremerton is that, obviously, there's a large Navy community.
0: In the Um, Navy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yes. And uh, that, um, there's also, so growing up, probably 20, 25 years ago, it was mostly, it was basically a Bible Belt town, pretty much. And then, like, the population demographic is definitely a lot older folk. And, uh, I mean, it's an old town. It's been in there for a minute. And... uh, but with in the past 20 25 years there's been a very big like anarchist punk scene that's grown out of that almost you know in rebellion of the I mean we call them squids because we're just so fed up with the navy fucking kids <laughs> and um, um, so for me growing like <laughs> and for me growing up as you know this you know weirdo musician you know like in getting to know people it's like a very very welcoming place for, you know, just anybody that wants to do whatever they want and trash the town. <laughs> yeah, I like the realness <laughs> of it. Of I mean, I haven't been there too many times, yeah. but Mob has given me the opportunity to
3: actually mm-hmm. travel around and, like, be in the houses and the homes, the backyards, the venues of all these towns. And is one of my favorite places. The vibe and the house we stay at is just real as, as fuck.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, so the, there's and, this like, place called the Charles... I was talking about yeah. the AFU, which is the Artist for Freedom and Unity. That was, like, a nonprofit art hall room and everything and uh so that that was around until maybe 2011 and then um people that were involved in that community started the charleston um and and the charleston building is an old theater also from the 40s actually is originally a porn theater <laughs> way, way back in the day but uh now it's been a punk venue for like 10 years and um the owners of that place are super open to anybody yeah. that wants to book shows not and just punk or ages, metal, which is really cool yes yeah, it's, it's all one of the all only ages. all our ages yeah. venues with a full bar right. also and um Make more of And them. pretty much, like, it's one of the, Get yeah, it. it's one of the few in Washington State and, uh, um, they bring in bands from all over the place and they, they book really big bands from, like, old school bands from the 80s, like, punk bands from England and everything and, like, a couple times a year and, people that come on tour, underground bands that come on tour. There was a band from Slovenia that we were oh, yeah. kicking it with. There, yeah, so yeah, cool. yeah, totally. I still talked to that dude yeah, on and Facebook. They're, <laughs> the, the owners of the place, they go, they're they in bands, and they go like on tour to Europe and everything, and they house people at their house and everything. They're going to play on Marlboro this year um, at the Seattle show, actually, too, which I'm really stoked for, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay,
0: Where's the Seattle show going to be?
1: Um, so this place called The Big Building in yeah. Soto, so dope. Um, it's a so dope. It's it's a <laughs> That's giant. That's actually where
0: the first uh, dope shop came in. It's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't know why I know that, mom. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs>
1: but um, the big building is just like a huge. I mean, uh, from what I get, never mind. Uh, so it's it's a huge. <laughs> um, it's a huge warehouse that a bunch of different artists rent studio space to do whatever they want. So you know, welding, and glass blowing, and um, our homies um, Thomas and uh, Diamonds yeah, Sailor Cycles yeah Sailor Cycles are bike builders and welders and you know people you know, there's metal fabricators um, uh, graffiti artists and uh, there's this one cat Mike that run, runs this little <laughs> spot and he's got like all the music equipment you get like everything the of. secret like, music he's wizard he's just a music <laughs> nice. music guy yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a spot, I have a mindful spot uh, in this place on the south end of the island called Blakely Harbor. And it's okay. an old cannery. And people uh, change the graffiti on the daily there. And it's just absolutely beautiful space. There's hole in the roof and no yeah. windows. And it's all smooth cement. So oh, people yeah. really just bust out the art. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Facebook con- uh, graffiti spot. Check it out. I okay. Document all the graffiti.
3: I used to paint a bunch. I'm a visual artist as well. I don't do much graffiti anymore, but I'm looking to get more into aerosol stuff again.
0: Yeah, the good aerosol stuff, not the huffing. No, uh, <laughs> no. I, no. I, I have you. other things to get high on. Yeah. I, I remember the show Cops, and <laughs> there was this this cat. Um, the cop said, "Hey, you've been huffing paint." And he's like, no. We got a ring of paint around his <laughs> nose and mouth. No just doing a little graffiti, man. <laughs> <laughs> Evidence was there. <clears throat> um, let me get you uh, close to this mic. I want everybody to hear you loud and clear here. Um, mob role, film, poetry, emceeing. Uh, what else do you guys do? Uh
3: Arts, just like arts. visual arts, arts, painting, graffiti painting, mural painting. Now, uh, do you
0: guys paint the stage when you guys perform? You got a little traveling bus still. Or yeah,
1: i the traveling bus is still around, but it's kind of expensive to get <laughs> all the way. <laughs> like, and like, it's kind of operated by yeah an evergreen
3: student. Yeah. Oh. So,
0: Did so. you hear all that mad? Going oh, okay. on at no at Evergreen College where they. I've heard a at, lot of mad shit going on at Evergreen. <laughs> no, they they wanted the, the professor somebody. to stay away from school because he was white. That one day. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about. Yeah, I heard about. And that then it was kind of reverse discrimination, and he won a big lawsuit, and his wife was a professor there too. I li- I listened to a couple of him. Uh, Brett Weinstein, I think his name was, heard of him on Joe Rogan's podcast. He okay. articulates how great Evergreen is and what a artist culture it is, and and that it's. Just too bad that the situation arose. arised. It was kind of a walkout day.
1: Yeah, I don't really know too much about that whole situation. Um, I under, I think I, I feel like I understand both sides of it. But I don't really know the intent behind either one, you know. And also, like, the hostility kind of, you know, from both sides. Yeah, I feel like. But I don't really know, honestly. I, I, I don't know that community as well as... Mm-hmm.
0: Other people, <laughs> I just know a lot of great artists come out of there for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and environmental. Um, it's in great. Um, that,
1: that's one of the few things that you <laughs> know. Like, there's also like the bank robber that was living on a treehouse on Evergreen Campus or whatever. You know, there's all <laughs> kinds of weird stories that come out of Evergreen. Like, so it's a very Robin Hood esque kind of yeah.
3: town, or like fairy. Like, there's people who were there to like be professional kids or people who just want to never grow up at all and like just like be on the street (laughs) but also you can go there and get a legit degree doing what the fuck you want to do which is cool Mm -hmm. and like actually do cool studies and get funding or not funding necessarily but just like be able to go and do like for science for example or Mm
1: -hmm. So, um, Corbin, who Rafael was talking about earlier, um, he was going to Evergreen and I think on the third year of mob I think it was he, for his final at Evergreen, he set up these workshops at different, um, middle schools and alternative schools, all our different mob stops. So I think there was four stops. It was like Anacortes, there was one in Seattle. Um, and they had, he had the poets come in for the day and teach workshops on, um, poetry and spoken word. Um, And that was his final for Evergreen. And that's, I don't know, that kind of like is quintessentially what Evergreen's about. It's like, oh, you make up your own final and, uh, you know, do something cool in the world. (laughs) Right. And we'll find a way to get you credits for it. Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you guys a stupid question. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm starting to formulate this (laughs) bucket list now that I've passed 50. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because I don't know how how many days I got, but... (laughs) I'm I'm above ground right now, so I'm good. So I'm going to do some things. yeah. It's a blessing. uh, Poetry is something that I'd like to dabble in a little bit. I want to know the difference between a beat poet, a poet, and uh, what's what's the other one? Uh, Poetry Slam. Yeah. Then you got... Like Spoken spoken Word. Spoken Word. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference in those type of titles when it comes to poetry?
3: Um... Well, I would say for me, it's definitely, I mean, it's always a connotation thing and like the the popular words that people use in your area and like kind of what what comes up for me when I hear beat poet is someone who's like jamming in some jazzy cafe and he's like freestyling or going off for some like whatever, just like some jam. And I guess it depends on like the time and place and what's used to accompaniment it or like one's own style. Um... I'm not extremely familiar with, like, spoken word. I have done spoken word. Like, I I write poetry, and that's kind of where my musicality, especially in the form of lyrics, started, was just, like, writing poetry, and then I started actually producing stuff and then putting it to beats and stuff. So I definitely have always been a poet, but when it comes to just, like, doing spoken word, it always feels a little bare for me, you know? So I'm, yeah, I don't have the most experience and then there's like slam poets and i think that has to do a lot more with like when i was in philadelphia i knew kids who were on a slam team and that was a competition and that was like it was way more pace it was way more like dramatic it was way more it's another like style thing and then also just like the the competitive aspect of it
0: yeah that 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 sounds awesome i'm i've seen a thing on competitive debating Mm -hmm. in in the south and Mm -hmm. uh the, the speed of their vernacular and the way they can think and how hype they get and they just they can take anything and argue it <laughs> it's, it's kind of like an improvisational comic or I would, I would say somebody freestyling um, mm-hmm. it's very much like that so it, it intrigues me big time um how did you get introduced to poetry
3: um like as a consumer as an as a, a writer or a what, what just hit you and said yeah
0: this is this is cool
3: um, it it really came about like well, growing up in New York City in, in, in like the nineties. I was born in ninety three and like just living in Jesus Harlem. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my my kids going <laughs> to rule the planet? That's what's up? I hope there's a planet you, for them. Oh, we'll make another one, another dimension. We got all types of things for that, so we're not worried. Guy over here. We're not. Oh no, no. Uh, If the earth was flat, the cats would have pushed everything off it by now. I like that. that. (laughs) It's not flat? uh, I'm not here to talk about that, but (laughs) uh, that's neither here nor there. what, what, what am I talking about what? poetry what poetry I, okay we'll you. so growing up in New York City and you grow around and you like hear Nas and you're like I met Fabulous before and I met Jadakiss and I met all these other rappers and like you're around it and it's in the culture and I was, and I also lived in Spanish Harlem and there's people just like playing music in the streets and so music was a part of it and not only like you walk around and, like Hot 97 like you hear the thing your homie made the mixtape he passed it to you like oh you heard the new like Nas John you heard the new whatever it was Fabulous John like, you heard this it was, like, that, it was like the hot shit it was like Hot 97 that was it on Friday Friday, like funk master flex would come on be dropping the bomb like way too much and so that was just part of it like music was a part of it it was a culture and then i found like a book of my brothers or something and you know like everyone in the hood you either like play basketball you sold drugs or you were like a normal person who just like did whatever the other person did or you like rapped but there's a lot of rappers or a lot of people play basketball and a lot of people who sold drugs and so my brother was one of the person who did like a little bit of everything and he had a poetry book and I found it one day or like a book of rhymes and I was just reading through this and I was like, Oh, cool, I could like fuck with this. And so that's when I did it, and then they wanted me to like do whatever. So it was just kinda of like being around being around it and just kind of stumbling into it and and then really though musically for me creating music it all started in, in school when I was in middle school and elementary school, taking percussion Latin ensemble classes and and just like what was your running first instrument? Um probably the first thing I played really was like hand drums and like a xylophone and then I took piano lessons for a while and played saxophone for like four months and then I played like the bass bars and I've played like all types of random stuff nice um
0: we're, we're probably gonna argue about who's the best MC of Harlem <laughs> oh because... that's not an argument <laughs> There's no
3: argument. Oh, no, I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying I don't believe in the best. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe, I don't in, believe in the best. Let,
0: let, let's just throw out your uh, top five Harlem MCs. Five. Um, Big L. Big L, for sure. He's on my list. Um,
3: let's see. I have to be uh, uh, definitely Cameron from Children of the Corn. Not new Cameron. Yeah. Like the, back the, in the day. Pink Kangle. Cameron. Oh yeah. On. oh yeah or even before that <laughs> um, went deep with the Kangol Harlem rappers see it's not even and then there's not too many I mean a lot of especially like newer days Harlem it became all about swag it was all about style it's like Harlem after a certain point wasn't I mean it was but I can not even tell you honestly alright
0: well, I like Curtis Blow uh, Q-Tip uh Bismarcky for sure. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's the guy I grew up with. Mm. Worst singing voice ever.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you couldn't turn yeah, him off. Yeah. Q Tip
3: is definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, you seen
0: the documentary Tribe called called Quest that Michael Rappaport did? No. Brilliant flip. when how recent? Um real recent. Okay. Um not Q tip but the Who's the other guy in that band that just died? Five di- Dog. Yeah, Five Dog just died of mm. diabetes. This was before he died, then. Now, no, right as he was dying, uh, he made this okay. movie, and he couldn't get off the Kool Aid, man. He would just soda pop, soda pop, soda pop, and he knew he had diabetes, and just mm. he couldn't yeah. stay away from the sugar. So all those kids out
3: there rest listening, rest in peace. Also, those new tribe called Quest for the new generations, and go listen to that old school shit too. That's good. good. Bonita Applebaum, that's one of my favorite songs.
0: <laughs> How can it not
2: be? <laughs> <laughs> you got it going on. Fat bottom girls, you <laughs> make the rocking world go around. That's not I love It
3: not from that song, but it's Oh, that's
1: not that's not tribe? Hmm? I thought that was tribe. No, that's Queen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know
3: I <I'm> just, <laughs> <Yeah, kidding.
0: no.
1: laughs> <laughs> just fuck with you. Dante, um, what kind
0: of um music you like to play?
1: Yeah, so um I'm like the exact opposite of hip hop in that I have zero words in my music but um, I I write instrumental music of all different kinds Um, I mean it started with like folk, blues and jazz but nowadays I play a lot of of, like Latin and Spanish and Middle Eastern music and uh, I've got a I've got a doo-wop song (laughs) I've got some funk I wrote a bunch of funk music for um, MCs to freestyle on top of actually and that was really fun it's like that was, like, me and a beatboxer and a bass player, and it's, like, super simple. We got to bring that back. Yeah, it'd be fun.
0: I'm down. <laughs> in- I know you play the ukulele. and Yeah, it's and a, a, like- a baritone ukulele. Yeah, big boy. Excuse the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you- Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> you got all uppity and musical on it.
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, when you say ukulele, it's just like, I don't know. So of all the, of all the genres that I like and I like playing, I really hate Hawaiian. <laughs> traditional Hawaiian, boring, happy music. You a big Tiny Tim fan? Mm, uh, have you ever heard that song, uh, Santa Claus Has Got the AIDS This Year by Tiny Tim? <laughs> <laughs> the best Christmas song of all time. Look it up, y'all. <laughs> it up. Share it with your grandma. But, Sorry,
0: run DMC, step aside. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, no, but I'm, I mean... Tiny Santa has a AIDS? weirdo. Yeah.
0: That's a Christmas song?
1: Yeah. He's, he's, got, the, he's Santa, got the AIDS. Yeah, he's got the AIDS this year. Nice. It's a great song. How do you,
0: how do you catch that? What chimney did he go down? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Which ho got him? Yeah.
3: yeah. Ho, ho, oh. ho. <laughs> Ouch. Just, sorry. Shout I'm out sorry. to the new song Santa sorry, Claus and all Santa yeah. Clauses that are suffering from We were just watching aid. from uh, Bad Santa last night, actually. One or two. Oh, the man. first one. Yeah,
0: classic. <laughs> Any movie with midgets in it, I like. Uh, small People. Small People. We are not politically correct here, and we do not fact check on the bystander. If that's part of your vernacular, you say midget. If if, if you grew up and you're 25 like you, you can go ahead and say little people. You've been politically uh, reversed. Uh, so, ukulele. Um,
1: yeah, I play anything with strings. I can play anything with strings, though. Um uh, I'm not very good at mandolin, but I, I've sat down for a day and figured out how to play complex jazz, jazz songs on it. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of like trying to go. On. I've, I've been playing bass for my friend's band called Saucy Yoda for the past year and a what's, half. What's
0: the band's name again? Saucy Yoda. Saucy Yoda.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like... Uh, a
0: cross between Yoda and sauce? Or what, what are you doing here?
1: It's it's uh, I think it's a lot of different things, but I think the best description is like Riot Girl is the genre. Uh kind of garage sounding. But it's got like doo influences and hmm. weird songs. There's some songs that are almost like metal if if there was more distortion. <laughs> it's like slow and heavy and okay. yeah. I don't know. It's really it's a lot of fun. Um but yeah it's this girl Melody who's been around for a long time and she actually used to be um uh a rap m- more of like a rap artist and um and then she started writing songs for guitar and stuff. And then she needed a bass player. And I was like, well, hey, yeah, I can play stringed instruments. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, I've, I've never have really played bass in a yeah. band, but I can do it. <laughs>
0: I understand how music works. <laughs> so I, I don't know how music works. Okay, I'm completely music-tarded. Dang. Um, yeah, the clip the, the, notes for
1: the, me the, the cover of my album right now is the circle of force and Fists, and it's a lot of music knowledge but I don't have one on me right now <laughs> I no. would drop it I, you know.
0: yeah w- we'll link up some of this <laughs> stuff in the show notes and stuff yeah. um, what I wanted to get to though was you said you write writing blues music uh spanish music stuff like that right i'm interested in writing a blues song i want to go down a deep dark hole and each lyric getting worse and worse and worse okay <laughs> and I, I want to understand the craft of writing music because i think some of the good blues songs yeah you you go down a negative path and then you they slightly pick you up with the next verse and then you go further down, <laughs> they pick you up, and then you go further, further down. Yeah. And, like, it's
3: fucked, but life's fucked anyway, so you might as well look at it with a, yeah. with a smile on your face. Yeah. It's not we,
0: fair. We're just traveling. <laughs> um, I know Dave Matthews, um, they write all their, their, their instrument music first. Yeah. And then the lyrics come. And some Mm -hmm. people do something different. That was the first time I've been exposed to, hey, they're just jamming with these instruments and then they get a little something, something going. And then Dave decides to put in the lyrics. I always thought you wrote a song and then you wrote the lyrics and then, or the, the musical instrument accompanying, accompanying, um, and then you merge the two. How do you go through the process is one part of my question. And same for, for you, Rafa. Um, and then, secondly, how do you make the instrument sound like you're going down that path in a blues song um, and perhaps versus a, a Spanish song? Like, I, I don't know much about Spanish Harlem other than the Santana song, and the, and that, <laughs> that that jams, man. That is a great song. Uh, you know
3: Tito Puente? I've no. heard of him, or I watched, uh, you should watch... You um, to watch... Documentary called Buena Vista Social Club and it covers a lot of like um Afro Cuban roots music. Yeah. Know? I like that. That's like one good place music. to start.
0: Okay. Nice.
3: With that it. at least, yeah.
1: Um so as far as writing, okay, so let's start with blues specifically. Um blues is like a very especially like you know, like the twelve bar blues. Uh and it's very much an established form. So there's when, when I say, like, as far as instrumental music goes, when I say like writing a blue song, there's not really a whole lot <laughs> of writing, you know. per it's like very it's, traditional. It's, it's a lot, yeah. It's very, it's you know, 150, 200 year tradition at this point. I mean, uh, technically, it's originally re- originated in Africa, right? Like, so I mean, there's not um, a whole lot, but for me personally, writing music, I just try to, um, you know, instrumental music. I'm just trying to write something that has never been written before. Because people always say that, like, oh, you can never, that everything's already been written, it's already been done, you can't do anything new, and I'm just trying to disprove that. <laughs> that's like the my whole life it I think it's total so, bullshit. So, for, so bringing it back to the blues, recently I wrote a 15-bar blues song that's in 5-5 five five time instead of 4-4. Four four. <laughs> And it's really, it's really interesting to me. <laughs> and it totally sounds like a. It doesn't. It doesn't sound weird at all, which is probably the weirdest part about it. I think
3: yeah. Dante. He's a great person to ask about theory. He gets nerdy with it. Yeah.
1: Sure. yeah. I also like way.
0: been trying did you go to go to Evergreen.
1: I did not go. To Evergreen. <laughs> I did not go to college at all. Um, I was homeschooled, um, and I. I don't know. I took really hard classes and. I was homeschooled all the way up to high school and I took really hard classes in high school and stuff. And I was taking AP Calculus and at the same time working as a math tutor at Olympic College during my uh-huh. senior year. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, like, I never went to college, but I also know a lot about a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Pick up a book, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, shoot, What was I going to say about... Uh, I don't remember. Whatever. It probably wasn't important. But... So dope. Crawling oh, that's what I was gonna say. So, just I just try to make things that nobody's ever like write music that nobody's ever written before. So, like this whole hip hop thing when I was like writing songs for MCs to freestyle on top of or whatever, I was just trying to make something different. And you know, there's only you know it, I wrote like four or five songs. I was like, okay, I gotta do something like weird out, outside the box or whatever. And um, so I wrote a song that was in like um, s- seven four time. And because that's why I noticed, like most hip hop is in four four, and it's Ex- really explain
0: those numbers to people that don't know. So, um, so most
1: Western music, or especially American music, is in four um, four, and it's it's just like, um, I mean, you, you can you can count it. It's it's very much like like um, one, it's like one, two, three, four, one. Two, yeah. And apparently, it's like there's As one measure, to,
3: and four whole beats get the measure. It's like yes, yeah. it Yeah. So yeah,
1: and and the 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 the, only, the other one that's like pretty well known is is like the waltz, which is three four. So that'd be like one two three one two
0: three one. I'm not ready for the waltz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old, um, but not that old. <laughs> a lot of
1: a lot of like actually, what I really a, a, another one that's used a lot in like soul music and. Um, and do WOP is, is six eight, which is like three four. I mean if you know anything about fractions, it's pretty much the same. But it's it has like a so it's like it's like um it's like one, two, three, four, five, oh wait, I can't do it. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. It has the emphasis on that four like that. Um, the and that's note. on on the yeah, on like the middle note almost. So like yeah. So it's almost like if there's a bass hi hat, hi hat snare, and the snare really snaps, and that's like where the emphasis is at, is on that that fourth beat. I'm
0: getting educated here. What's the difference between a beat count in, a measure, a bar? Okay. Hit me to the vocabulary. So (laughs) four
1: so four four is four over four, and there's four beats, and the progression is usually uh, four beats in a measure and the progression is usually like a four measure progression so like when we're saying like i was saying saying the 12 bar blues earlier that's three sets of four measures that's why it's 12 gotcha like, so and yeah
0: do those that section of four does that repeat three times or is each section of four a different instrument
1: and the, the each section of four is slightly different it's, well specifically in 12 bar blues so like um i mean we don't have a uh instrument here right now (laughs) but uh beat on the table brother well (laughs) I need to (laughs) it's hard for strings yeah I need to have different notes right now but um I I could try humming it I guess but but you kind of have like the um so if there's the root or the one and blues is all one four five so it's like the root and then basically starts off like the first four is just like just the root note you know so it might be like um like and then um, the, the second four start half of it is on the four so then you go up to like the and then drop back down to the and then the, the last four it starts on the five and then comes down to the four and then back all the way down to the one so it goes, and that's like kind of the general structure of, and you can fuck with it and kind of do the different and then things. And you get the whole wraparound effect. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's blues in a nutshell, I guess.
0: All right. <laughs> Let's take a quick break and uh thank our sponsors and come back with the Fast Five. Our podcast is brought to you by That's a Sum Pizza. Using a 120-year-old starter from the Klondike Gold Rush, they make unique sourdough crusts that can't be found anywhere else in the world. That's a Sum Pizza also delivers wine and beer. Call 206-842-2292. Order online at that'sasum.com or download That's a Sum Pizza app on Android and iOS. Congratulations to the team of Alan Raymond and Will Grant, who brought home the first place trophy from the recent Caputo Cup at the Pizza and Pasta Show in Atlantic City. So
1: anyway, what I was, so what I was saying for me personally, writing, composing music and writing music, I'm just trying to do something different that's never been done before. So um, now that hopefully we all understand measures and bars and everything a little bit and beats beats per bar so i when I was writing the hip hop music, I specifically noticed that most of it's in four four time, and I was really wanted to write something different. so I ended up writing this song that was in seven four time, which is basically where it's like eight beats, but you just drop off the eighth beat, so it was kinda like um, it was like uh, I messed it up." <laughs> So it's like um, I can't. It's like one, two. So it's hard to explain, but um, you just like drop, drop off the last beat. And I really noticed that MCs had a really hard time flowing to that. Mm -hmm. Most MCs, especially if you said, "Hey, this song is in seven beat," like this song is seven beats you know, make something up to it. And that's when it was kind of like this mental stumbling block of like, Oh, I can't do that. You know, it's not four, four. I don't know what I'm doing, but there's this one cat named uh, Corvus Blackbird. That's actually one of the founders of the Seattle hip hop scene. And, uh, he can do anything, man. He is so amazing. And (laughs) he just like picked it up and ran with it. It And it didn't matter. He's not afraid of nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to young MA last night and, uh, she raps, and she was, she was talking in this interview that I, I got hip to her um, about how so many people, when we get back to freestyling here too, is w- when they freestyle, they want to be on the same beat, right? Mm-hmm. And her rap, she can, she can lyricize in between beats. Yeah. And she was talking about how few rappers and MCs do that or are even capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's always like, hey, give me a beat. And then we start freestyling right. and, it, and they freestyle on the beat. You're talking something very similar mm-hmm. in changing this this bar sequence and, and doing something different, but it does mess up the majority of yeah of people that can only do something one way.
1: Right, but again, I think it's it's all mental, right? Because like if I if I have the same um, well, Shane Kenoti, the one of the hip hip hop artists on my, that used to be a part of my, anyway, he uh, he uh,
0: shout out to Shane, come back,
1: yeah, we're starting come to forget back, you, Shane, we miss you, <laughs> uh. <laughs> He, if I tell him, "Hey, this is the seven seven four song," he'll he'll mentally fuck himself up. But if I don't say anything and I just start playing it, he'll be fine and he'll totally freestyle to it. So it's I, totally all mental. Like,
3: I think especially like it's a huge mental thing, and this is what I stray super fucking far from. And I think Dante and I uh, can relate in a lot of this. Like I'm live to not be a rapper. Like who's like oh I'm gonna spit some hot bars for you like, oh I got bars let me come freestyle and spit some <laughs> bars on your show it's like I'm not about that I don't spit bars I don't think about bars when I'm writing songs it's about I create something and there's this much space to fill I'm gonna fill it and and accompany that as I would as if I were a rhythmic instrument or if I would any other instrument and accompany me that way it's not a mental thing however in most hip hop you go on an interview or whatever they're like alright I need your best sixteen I need your sixteen I need your sixteen yeah. and that's gonna be in a four by four song it's gonna mean your verse is gonna be sixteen bars long and so a lot of rap Rappers, when they hear that, especially you go to like the what like the double XL freshman thing, it's like they want 16 bars. They want 16 bars, and so so many rappers in their head, they hear this thing, they're like, oh, has to be 16 bars, and so they have 16 bars prepared, and they're like used to like, I was walking down the stall and I saw me a cat, and they end right there on the same beat every single time since the 80s. Like Curtis blood was doing it, and they're still doing it, and I'm like, no, get rid of that. Forget about bars. So I think yeah, it's a huge mental thing and like a blockage
1: that a lot of MCs have is just like this is kind of off. This kind of yeah. off topic, but did you see that Vox video about like they are breaking down all the rhyme schemes and the evolution of the rhyme oh, scheme? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was such a sick mm-hmm. video. Oh my god! I was, I, was, I was glad they made that. I was like, yes, because plus like, I've gotten yeah. really into MF Doom since I watched that video. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, that's crazy.
0: That's uh, crazy. Tell me the difference between
3: a rapper and an MC. Um well MC I guess traditionally and especially in New York City is a acronym that stands for master of the ceremony. And traditionally when you have like hip hop and the origins of hip hop at least in the, in the East Coast and that's that Mecca of the world. People argue that you know hip hop has origins in different places. I live in the Bronx. I'm from New York City. I say it comes from the fucking Bronx. But anyway, so you had like break beats and it literally was like you take a break in the beat, listen to cool in the Gang, you find the end of the song is like doom do <laughs> Curtis Blow, whatever it is, that song you have that part, and then you have the fucking DJ. He's like has two records. He plays in one part, then he goes in the other record and spins it back to the beginning on that part. And in that part, then you have the MC. He's a master of the ceremony. He's ruling. He's controlling the flow of everything. Yeah. He's controlling the turntable. He's the one ish- ushering the party on. And so it started out, the MC was just the one, like he would have like little rhymes, like little four bar rhymes, little rhymes to get people going and get people clapping, like clap your hands, everybody. If you got what it takes, like that's comes from just like being in a party. And that's where hip hop comes from is like, we have these tables, we have these records, we have microphones and we have a system. Now, how are we going to make this work? You know? And so that's literally where break dancing comes from. Where like, it's from dancing in the part of the break that they would keep recirculating and recircling and then making it into something else and they took those breaks and they added in other samples and then you got hip-hop beats knowledge dropped mm. <laughs> i like i like hip-hop <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh, there's there's a great hip-hop uh, documentary series on netflix right now and it sees the evolution of grandmaster flash all mm-hmm. the way up to you know, cop killer and ice tea to nice. what, what what the hell Dr. young Drake. kids are and doing? And the Get right Down yeah. is really yeah. cool
3: too. Someone like me who kind of sometimes feel like I was born in the wrong era. That like yeah, you I miss was, that breaks like and the Jones scratching and all that. It's Like fuck, and and not only missing that, but it's having a community, like having a, a group of homies, and we're like, this is what we're doing. We're locking it down, and like we're a group of MCs, and it was like way more prevalent. Now a lot of the kids that I know, like hip hop is hip hop is arguably like if you look at the charts or whatever was what listened to rap and hip hop is the most listened to genre in the world and like as far as the radios
0: go and digitized and
3: what's listening to I'm not, I'm not talking about the quality or nothing but like the frequency of the plays so it's like it's very influential um yeah, it kind of took I over mean, pop mm-hmm. right yeah and now that's why you have like Slowly country music time. like that it's, like, f- kind of funky sometimes when they're rapping in country. Yeah, a lot you know, of countries. sad boys, yeah. like, literal sad boys, whatever the fuck they call themselves, and they're, like, <laughs> that whole era of, of music that comes now, and that's, like, all right, now when we so talk- you have a demographic. There's all these people who like hip-hop, so now we got to make music for the, the, like, I don't know, whatever demographic that well, is.
1: What's sad boy? Are you talking about emo? Is that- <laughs>
3: what, what's the sad boy? Well, <laughs> I miss, I, I miss I'm, I'm fairly ignorant in, like, the proper, but apparently there's, like, there's a... It's kinda of like a a movement, if you will, of like this I think there's an official group or yeah. like these people who use this tag, like sad boys, and it's like the style of that. music and it's like these rapping and it's like these like mellow, like ambient beats. and they're like, Yeah, sims on a style, yeah, dreams, blah, blah. Oh. it's like super lazy rap. Oh. Not quite mumble rap, but just like weird. And it's usually these white <laughs> dude who look hella weird. Like there was this one know, dude, this I white kid who's like has this like like chicken container and he's standing in this weird alleyway it's just so weird it's so weird and I don't understand where it comes from and like I don't know why we, how we got to this my point is that yeah hip hop so hip hop began as being like in my opinion the most eclectic genre because it didn't wasn't anything on it's own it needed to borrow from music to be music itself and then right. now that hip hop and rap I want to say hip hop hip hop isn't playing on the radio it hasn't been playing on the radio since like probably late 90s or something I don't know <laughs> but so the shit now is funny because it's gone like from borrowing music and now all the music is borrowing from rap because they're like well people want to hear this right 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 so it's kind of it's it's interesting
0: we always recycle That's the vintage right yeah, <laughs> yeah retro future goes around um, let's do uh, Fast Five real quick I'm going to ask you five questions, and uh, you answer them as quickly as possible. And uh, <laughs> whoever's got the first answer can shout it out. I got a GED, so oh, I'm not have to do this. <laughs> Hand on the button. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one, what does GED stand for? Oh,
3: good God. Government um, education degree or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Go laughs> educate to- your damn self. I don't know. I, I actually don't know. That,
0: we'll, we'll stick with that one. Uh, <laughs> what's your worst bad habit that you've broken?
1: That I've broken? Broken. Good um, God. These are tough questions. Well, the worst like a slow five. Can we, the worst bad <laughs> habit that I have broken, or I'm working
3: on breaking, I guess, is uh, um, thinking that I want to do things, agreeing to do things that I want to do that I don't actually want to do, <laughs> like, or like getting satisfaction of making an agreement, being like, "Oh yeah, this is a cool thing to do," like an idea, and be like, "I don't, don't want to do that shit," or like getting in my own way. You know, like if I'm mad about something, and change it, or if not, just like let it go. So you,
0: you need the power of no. I guess because once once you say no mm-hmm. that's a new starting point to go forward <laughs> to whatever you do on it True. um quitting <laughs>
1: I quit quitting. This <laughs> is what I quit. It's Lent. I, I, don't, I, don't, I gave up quitting. You know that Dr. Drake I, don't, song, I don't quit steal. smoking cigarettes. I don't. I don't quit drinking coffee. He's <laughs> got it locked
0: down. <laughs> oh, maybe you just don't have any bad habits. 2018.
3: No, I mean, drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes, but <laughs> oh, it's not, um, not so bad. Does it have to be a bad habit? I mean, it can it, can it be something day. that's just the a coffee. habit that now in your life you don't have space for? Like, okay, stop taking psychedelics for a little bit. Oh, that's okay. not. A...
1: What, what were you taking? Um, <laughs> that's not a. That's not a bad habit. No, that's Come what I'm on. saying. It's not a bad <laughs> habit at all. But
3: it's a thing. I don't know.
1: We don't have to go there.
3: Uh, I don't eat certain foods anymore. I'm trying not to eat dairy. That's true. Yeah, I don't eat sugar. I'm not eating dairy and, dairy. like, natural things. I don't buy meat. I haven't really bought meat. I mean, sometimes, like, my girlfriend's in the studio. She likes to cook
0: meat things. She likes chicken. So. Chicken lover, huh? Oh, Lord, I want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't get me started with chickens. Eat that chicken. Eat that chicken got <laughs> pie, What's the Throw
3: best? Throw in some. Go ahead. Some little chicken. You gotta edit in some chicken.
1: Ah, I can send you a file. I got. I got. Got <laughs> plenty p- of recordings. Where I'm you're, from. You're yeah. eating blute, ref. Uh-uh. What? Blute's a it's a Filipino <laughs> delicacy.
0: It's like. Tell me, it's not dog.
1: No, it's a it's a, it's a duck <laughs> egg. That oh yeah yeah yeah. A couple weeks before it's born, they like boil it and then bury it and let it ferment in the ground for a couple weeks. Yeah. And it's like a duck embryo and it's. Delicious. i talked about that. That embryo duck egg. It tastes straight up
0: just like chicken. I was no, talking to even. somebody else. That, uh, I mean, why else would you do it? Hate yeah. that when they're out there in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't doing it. My aunt golden said. egg or something they call that.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's called balut. Right. Balut. Do you have yeah, another question
0: for us? Official. <laughs> yes. Sorry. That's five. He's done with that one. <laughs> Best bike right now to own.
3: Bike that I have in my fucking in my driveway because it was free.
0: Free bike. But free Sailor bike. Cycles, they
3: make really dope bicycles. Yeah,
0: Sailor Cycles. For and sure.
3: they're a cool super cool company. Not super crazy expensive.
0: And where are they located? Um yeah. Soto, At the Soto. big
3: building in Sodo. Sodao. Yeah. Which is twenty eight what's it
1: like Twenty six hundred East Marginal <coughs> Way, I believe. Thirty six hundred. Thirty six hundred East Marginal Way. Yeah.
3: Well,
0: that's the bike spot, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. So Thomas is the guy that the uh, that's the co-founder of Mob Roll. That's also the owner of Sailor Cycles, and
0: and he's the one that makes the Frankenstein bikes.
1: Um, he, he used to, but more to- freak freak than now, yeah, he used to make freak bikes a lot, especially he went to Evergreen. That's another Evergreen student. Surprise. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, he made actually, so he's, he said that he made all the rideshare bikes that are still at the Evergreen campus now. Oh, cool. Um, but, um, these days oh. he's mostly making like regular bikes. His dad was like, man, you used to make all these cool bikes and I just <laughs> make like normal <laughs> <laughs> bikes. Yeah. But he makes like, you know. Do you make that giant tricycle? Um, so that was actually our homie Yale. Yeah. That's been Shout a, out to a, Yale. Probably a 12 year in the making bike. And it's all it's fugitive, fugitive. Yeah, it's all yeah. fugitive frames, like all the frames that are. So it's called The Fugitive, is the name of
0: I could roll that it's, tricycle for sure. It's yeah,
3: fully it's equipped. Fun. We have, we wrote it from, uh, we performed that folk life one year we wrote it from the Space Needle to Soda, which was fun. Yeah. Nice. And when it tips over, it's really tip heavy and like top heavy <laughs> and like hella tall. It's not, it's not really, it's, I mean, it's a freak bike. It's, uh, I, it works. We yeah. Technically. That, we crashed. But you got balance. You can't
0: be messed up right now. <laughs> we crashed that one really night and I up. like
1: got a huge swollen finger and I had like a three hour show to play the next day and it was so bad. And then the day before that our friend Sean he fell off of another like a tall oh, bike yeah. and broke his hand at Folk Life. So yeah, Mob roll is not for the fan of her. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, oh just kidding. Uh just kidding. anybody that wants to come right back to the desk. like come f- yeah. we, we won't we won't put leave you in the desk no. nothing. Mob roll eight. <laughs> yeah we the...
0: take many plenty of breaks, <laughs>
1: there's no spandex.
0: Yeah we're going with uh, <laughs> no training spandex. wheels for everyone this year. Yeah. Um Most humbling time as an artist? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Someone, I guess, you mean humbling like embarrassed or humbling like you got a really good compliment from somebody. Your choice. Or like. So I've played this, I go to Alaska a lot, and Alaska has got this crazy, amazing music scene, and, uh. Playing this festival from Memorial Day to Labor Day. There's like a festival (laughs) somewhere in the middle of the woods out in fucking nowhere that's like a whole weekend long, like at least one every weekend for the entire summer. Like,
0: okay, name me one famous musical artist from Alaska. Um,
1: I don't, I'm not gonna say that one person because fuck her, but um, Portugal the
0: Man is from Wasilla, yeah, cool. Okay. shout out to portugal the man you're the man i thought that was a woman singing until i saw him on tv <laughs> you got that super high falsetto you know that's what you guys say right falsetto is yeah, that the yeah, correct yeah term?
3: That's, that's the correct term that's right
0: bam look at me learn
3: <laughs> just so you know i'm a musician i'm not like i'm not a theory person nor do i know all the proper terms yeah so i don't
1: falsetto like i've heard i know that i've known that word okay. you know you know my favorite part of music is that uh, is going to sound not politically correct, but it's the <laughs> retard at the end of the song <laughs> when the music slows down. It's it's exactly. called the retard. retard. Just
0: exactly. handy, able for the <laughs> kids out there today.
1: Uh, um, you want to hear about, my, about yes. my experience? Or did you? We got to your oh, so yeah. I played this festival and this guy came up to me and he was like, "The last time it, he he his compliment he gave me was like the last time." It's like is it like hey, this one time I went out and my, I went to my, with my mom's like hey we're going to go check out this band Bella Fleck and the Flecktones and it's was like oh, this is going to suck I don't want to hang out with my mom whatever <laughs> and it was like and I saw Victor Wooten playing bass and I was like oh, oh. shit this is some crazy shit and it's like yeah. and, and then he, he looked at me and he was like that was the last time I was as surprised by somebody playing their instrument and like like I saw you playing your baritone ukulele <laughs> Yeah. So that was the best That's humbling most humbling compliment I've ever had.
0: That's a good answer. I like that.
3: Um hmm. Well, I definitely don't have a story as cool as that.
0: <laughs> you got an embarrassing one? Oh, I like those better. Oh we do. I got a
3: bunch of those. A shit ton of those. I mean my the roots have heard my music and given me compliments on it and a couple <laughs> other cool things, but I wasn't there in person so and it's like not as so one of the most humbling experiences for me was like it was before I even got to Maybe it was when I first started playing shows in Washington and I had played a set and it was, like, a lot of my friends were there. It was, like, the first show. And
0: you choked me. up that you got friends. i here. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, man, life's so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: um, so I'm, like, play the whole show and whatever. And I'm, like, now, Yeah, so I play the whole show and then get off and, like, that was great and whatever, but, like, couldn't understand a word you heard, like you said. and Like, you really got to, like, learn how to enunciate. And that's, like... And that shit just stuck with me, and it burned, like, it <laughs> burned me so bad to the point where I literally, yeah. like, went home and practiced every fucking day. Like, I was like, you will understand me. And, like, hear that. And it's, like, so frustrating because these words, like, I don't know, like, yeah, we need to go into that. But, like, just hearing that and hearing that, like, it's like, well, what the fuck is the point? You know, I'm not a beat rapper. I'm not someone who's like, oh, but, oh, but the beat's dope, though. And it's like, that's not what it's about. And so that was, and then real quick, another time in Olympia where it was, like, seemingly happens almost every time when i play an olympia in a house party i'm playing and then the fucking like the sound, the power goes out like during my set like three times and i'm just like what the fuck and then someone trips over it and i couldn't do anything and so like i'm just standing there like in the dark like it's dark and i'm just like Ugh. and then i like cry and scream and like and another time olympia i do the same thing and like now i just i throw a complete tamper tantrum if anything goes wrong during my set i yell and scream because I don't know what else to do. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just frustrating. you see this, Dante? Do you see this happen?
1: Yeah, it was uh, (laughs) extenuating circumstances. It was in our friend's garage, and the power was being routed through an extension cord, (laughs) and there was, like, a seriously, like, the cord was, like, ripped open, and there was, like, a traffic cone sitting (laughs) over the top of it. Like, that's going to fix it or something. And, yeah, the power went out a couple times. Uh, Yeah.
3: And shit just happens, you know, it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where I remind myself time and time again that like people are not at a show to make fun of you, embarrass you. Like whenever I go to a show, I'm hoping to either meet someone that could be cool, interesting and new in my life or like find a new music or art that I'm excited about.
0: Somebody to collaborate with. Yeah.
3: Right, or just to enjoy, like maybe collaborate. But if I'm on a bigger show, I'm not a show to judge with am I'm looking at the people on stage. I'm like, dope. I want to see if I can appreciate it, If I don't like it, I'll leave. But I'll like, I'm hoping that I can find something that hits me here, and I'm like, really enjoy. I'm not there to judge. I'm here to have a good time, Absolutely. and that's what most people who go out are like to forget about something or to like make a new memory. You know,
0: so it's living in the present. Right. I like it.
3: So and people don't really care, you know. If shit happens like that, they understand. Like to me as an artist, I practice, I prepare all my shit, I like want to be polished, but like so it never feels good, but like no one really cares. You do? Um
0: true. Yeah. Dante. <laughs> what, <laughs> scares <laughs> what scares you?
1: I can't honestly think of anything that yeah. I don't
3: know. you? <laughs> um Well, It's, like, vague to say I'm a spiritual person. (laughs) However, I will say I have a lot of times a very objective views on things. So, like, as a human, I have experiences in fear of, like, death or, like, not being able to do what I think I want to do with my time on Earth before I'm, like, dying, whether or not I get reincarnated, etc. Um but on a daily basis it's like there's not I mean yeah not much I can think of like I have natural fears that come about in like just like any animal but um I've every day I make sure that I like well sure I'll toot my own horn like I make sure I do what I want to do on a daily basis I work on music when I want to work on music I work on art when I want to work on art so like a lot of times before that one of my biggest fears was like wasting time that I was like just letting time go by and I like get frustrated or anxious and be like Oh, what the fuck am I doing if I'm not devoting my life to something I'm not, I'm passionate about. So now that I'm, like, doing that, the only fear that I could possibly have, even though I'm enjoying it in the moment, and it's, like, to view it objectively, like, I could die tomorrow, like, who knows what happens. So it's, like, I can name some things, but, like, in the moment, there's, like, nothing really to be afraid of, really. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if I could reiterate my answer, um, it's not, like, a passive, I can't think of anything. It's, like, i thought... If I died right now, I would consider my life to be a full and complete life, and mm. that doesn't bother me at all.
0: That's mm. oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, what would make you content?
3: Oh, I'm content. <laughs> I'm happy right now. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I mean, of course, I wait. There's like certain things, like I talk, like there's certain things I want to do and enjoy, and like you know, in the system that we're given, um. I don't think any human being has to do anything to prove his his or her, like, uh, worth or value. I don't think you, like, earn any kind of value no matter what the fuck you do on this planet while you're here. Like, Prince doesn't deserve any more, like, praise or anyone else now that he's gone than anyone else who's died. Like, I respect him. He's a fucking amazing musician and what he did and his legacy and all the people who touch, etc. That's amazing. But I don't believe in idolizing. Um, and so... I'm content right now, but I would like to travel the world and spread my music and art and, like, connect and just dive into that. And a lot of it is not money. It's just, like, the fact that I know there's so many, amusing, like, music festivals and just scenes and networks and rooms and people that I can collaborate with and just opportunities for me to share my love with that. So on a daily basis, that's kind of my big goal. But I'm, like, happy with what I have now. I've done a lot to, like, acquire my studio and to get where I am now and like in terms of my, like, skill and talent and everything else so it's like i have long-term goals but i'm i'm really happy with my life right now for sure
1: awesome yeah content is an interesting word because um if a lot of times people like oh like oh i'm content enough to like not progress any farther Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but for me it's more like um i'm always content and i'm always looking to do something different right just because I wanna experience weird. Yeah, I, mean, shit I think all the, the word's
0: time. a little, little tricky. Maybe maybe you guys are feeling fulfilled. Yeah. You know, content is like there's always something else that I can do and accomplish. And once you feel content, maybe you become that sloth that no mm-hmm. longer does anything. Uh, you yeah, don't yeah. have
3: that drive. So if that's the definition, I will never be content.
0: Yeah. Right. I've like right. music, I well. like
3: once I've like now I can produce stuff and I'm like gone way far and beyond what i thought i could do i just want to be able to make beats that i would be okay and now i've gone past that and like made something that is new i feel like especially with my newest album and i have started to get back into visual art like i've started making visual art in philadelphia for a little bit and now i'm doing that and so it's like there's so many worlds and things i'm interested in and like a whole life like in this lifetime if i live to 100 there's no way i could ever become content in that definition with even just those two art forms
0: when you do visual arts what is your medium um i use spray paint and
3: acrylic paint a lot of acrylic paint now it's like kind of i use some stencils like i'll use stencils to do stuff and then it's not like traditional stencil art where you just spray it. it's like i use that and then like incorporate other stuff with it and all types of stuff so I use paint markers acrylic paint spray paint um fucking the, candle wax
0: the candle wax and acrylic kind of puts depth to your art right yeah, offers
3: another. I mean, with this one piece, I was like just high on acid, and I thought it would look good. So I just like dripped it on the painting, and it offers another layer, and it's like physical thing, and it just worked well. So,
0: well, who is that? James Pollock that used to do that? Is that the artist? that what, Acid or no. drop <laughs> candle wax on <laughs> things? delirious acid. <laughs> <legend>. uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Pollock used to just hit the uh, brush and uh, okay. uh, do the splatters. I, I believe. I don't know. Okay. He was gone before I met him. <laughs> I don't know too much about
1: visual arts and artists and the history. but
0: So, um, Dante, what kind of projects are you working We'll get back to mob role in a minute, but what kind of individual projects are you working on right now, and, and well, how do you see yourself in the next 365 I, days?
1: Yeah, okay, so that's a really tough question. So, I am a homeless musician, and I've lived this way for a long time, and i that's a big reason why I'm very content with my life, I'm very happy with my <laughs> life, because I just do whatever I want to. And but right now, roller. what I really want to do is, so I have this homie from Reno that is constantly on tour. His name is John Underwood, and he's in several bands. He has a solo project. He's constantly on tour, amazing musician. And uh, he, yeah, he's, con- he's on tour so much and pays for a place to rent in Reno by being on tour 100% of the time. And I really want to do that, but as a three-piece. And so I'm really trying to find a bass player and a percussionist that want to quit their jobs and go away the fuck out on a limb and yeah. be homeless with me. That's awesome. So that's what I'm trying to do right now, and we'll see how long it takes to accomplish that. When, I, you,
0: when you say homeless, yeah. define your definition of homeless, because I, I found that homeless is yeah. very different for everyone. I know, I'd know say this. houseless
1: is a better definition. I'm always home. But uh, I live in my car right now. Um, I crash on people's couches a lot because I have a lot of friends in Bremerton especially. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an it's a, it's a ongoing um, balance of, like, not overstaying your welcome at places and cleaning up after yourself and cleaning up after the people you're staying with, too. And, and you know.
0: So do you think that's a, a lifestyle choice for you? Yeah. Was that the, you, you prefer to be so a wanderer? A when I was 19, stone?
1: when I was, well, of 18 to 19, right after high school, I worked at this volunteer job that really like, uh, it was, uh, it was AmeriCorps, if you're familiar with AmeriCorps. Yeah. And, uh, it really taught me the value of community. And you get paid a living stipend when you, you don't, it's like $5 an hour, an hour or something like that. And, um, that's what it works out to you anyway. Anyway, um, after that, I really realized I just didn't care about money, and I wasn't going to work somewhere just to get money, and so I decided to play music for eight hours a day and do that. <laughs> do, I mean, do you save money at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I am very, very
0: frugal with my money. So Beautiful. I like what you said about community. Yeah. Ralph Rain, correct? Mm-hmm. That is your
3: AKA alias? Most definitely. You can find me on SoundCloud, uh, YouTube. You can find me on SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, you can Google me, Ralph Rain. Ralph <laughs> That's Rain. like Rain Supreme, not like what it does in the Northwest all the time. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, how you living? Uh, we're living great. Living great. I mean, I live in a trailer on Vashon Island on a property uh, owned by someone who's a lawyer, and he also owns the company, Vashon Guitars. Um, so he's a musician in a studio. He's a producer. He's working on a lot of different albums and stuff. so that's been really cool being in that environment. um where I am now, I'm definitely I feel a lot of the same ways as Dante. I haven't like gone and been houseless um or live like the van life, which I'm definitely really, really considering, and it seems really sexy, like it's like that lady glimmering and the fucking just like off to the distance um it's like it's enticing for sure just for the fact that i don't i can't work for someone just if i'm there and i'm just collecting money i just can't do it i just can't i can't maybe for a week or two but i can't make myself go and go to work right now i work at a pot shop on the island selling weed to people like like my old high school teachers and stuff And like whoever else come there.
0: What shop is that? No, no, (laughs) not the teachers. (laughs) The shop. (laughs) That's
3: uh, Euphoria 502 on Vashon Island. All right, all right. Don't go to the other one on Vashon Island. (laughs) (laughs) They're snakes. They're snaky as fuck. Um. Um, yeah, so I'm like living there, and I came back to Vashon Island so I could um, like literally grow things and also grow myself as an artist. And I was like living in New York and just paying rent, uh, and not getting anywhere, not getting any shows, not me, any people. Like my dad came there to visit us, and like it was on my block and couldn't find us. No one knew who we were, and there's was no community there. And I realized like it was just cost too much. Like I was like, I'm working to maybe one day be able to do what I want to do. And I'm like, no, I want to do what I want to do now. And not like to the fullest extent, but like at least be actively working on what I want to work on and like have that. Um, so I'm now I'm in a place where I have to move pretty soon and so we're figuring it out. I'm like probably gonna end up living in a house somewhere with my girlfriend and her stepdad. And um, I sell art here and there. Right now I like make sure, part of my lifestyle choices is to make sure I keep a very low overhead so that I don't have to, like I use Patreon and I make $200 a month uh, with from music, like uploading a new song every month for that. And that covers most of my rent or, like, all my rent pretty much. Um, and so it's keeping a very minimal overhead because, like, right now I'm in the, in the balance of, like, I'm busy with music and, like, art stuff, especially time-wise. Like, I could easily spend all my days every day. But it's not quite giving me enough money to just do that. So it's, like, really grateful to be able to work doing other things that don't aren't extremely soul-sucking. So it's, like, finding the balance of, like, having enough money or resources to be able to take care of myself and not just be homeless and, like, keep my studio electrified. Um, but then, like, not spending too much time doing other shit to the point where I can't create my art. Um, so that's, like, where I am right now. And,
0: and you're working on an album right now?
3: Always. <laughs> always. Yeah, I just released a, my first all-original album. It's called A Flash Within a Frame, and it's on SoundCloud. Uh, and it's three songs, um, of which, yeah, we'll give you a, a taste of that. Actually, if you don't mind, we can go on a taste of that. Yeah. It's
2: uh, sometimes I want to go, sometimes I want to leave Sometimes I really don't know, should I even breathe Sometimes I want snow, and the times I want breeze Wish it I a fly, they say this be the fall, I'll be the leaf It all comes to me, covers me, like a dream Mother Earth is loving me like your fingers, loving, pluck the strings. Love is running up when flowing down a stream. For you know that up is dream, wish to grow and touch things. Don't rush things, the hush things with what heard from soul. Keep soul gold, like a thrush or rust a blade of mine. When your goes, the mountains with the way the climb, thirsty. But ego moves the fountain from the way you buy Like, who knows that you could fly on And who but you to rely Seemingly, sun is feeding me, no way to find Shade of days, When no days, are haze of mine With no shades, I gaze at sky, hope and sun Will reach the dreams inside, reach the seas of mine Defeat the need to climb, for I be, no need to reach for sky Though still, is desire, flowing. though still, it's pine Of mine, Watching though, I'm walking on fine Clouds of eye, Now sublime, as I look like under stars have know stars of mine, wonder if death is fine For at times, life's a park, awfully dark I'm quite alone, the sight is dark, yeah. Uh, and it's quite dark. But I know I can't fight hard. And I find sharks deep in eye. Deep inside resides the deepest mind. Who knew that you could fly on? Uh, and who but you to rely on? Uh, who knew that? To rely on, rely on
3: me. <laughs> so, yeah, I have that album, and there's also another album called Astro Pastel, which actually is a culmination of um, me, the stuff that I've produced, like, like, like yes, the word, the little, like, the most common definition of produce like, to make something, but then also, like, music production. Like, I'm taking it on my own to, to actually make my own beats and arrangements and then write lyrics to or vice versa. Um, and so the first, like... Two years ago, I started doing that. And then the album that like, took some songs that I ended up like, you know, adding to and revising. And so that whole like, learning period, then like, at the end of that, I had this album, which took like two and a half years. And so after that, I was like, fuck, I'm not going to release this yet. I just want to like, make something fast and put it out just for like the hell of it. I'm like really good at producing now. I like, just want to make something that I don't have to think about. I don't have to like, worry about how I'm going to promote it, do anything. I just want to put something out. And so that's when A Flash uh, Within a Frame came out. And so that album was actually done after Astral Pastel, but it was released first. Um, yeah, so now I'm working on um, building a music library, royalty-free sample library. So I just got a saxophone from uh, the Vashon Music Library, which is an amazing resource on the island. Um, and they essentially have a bunch of instruments that anyone can come and check out. And so what I'm doing is I'm going to sample that instrument and like, just get the C note on it in different rhythmic uh, like increments and different notes, and I can put it on my keyboard and then play it as if it were like a piano. And then also um put it into my synthesizer. and so this allows me to like take the actual waveform of that saxophone, and I can change it and make it sound like literally anything else. And so with synthesis, you literally as synthesizer make creating sounds with basic waveforms and patterns. And so this goes into what's called sound design. And so now I like produce an album that's using little bits and pieces and like drums that are already made, and like all production. I don't use any loops or like samples of other like songs
0: right. You plug the instrument into your computer. Mm-hmm. You, you and I play track. all the
3: beats in, I play everything in but now it's like actually creating the sound and that's like what i'm working on now and getting into so i'll probably be spend the next year like learning sound design and then working on whatever um
0: yeah shout out to steve newton and the music guild here on the island too that does music for this show that path that you're talking about right now he he's pretty versed in that you know he'll pick up the bass or or the sax or whatever instrument and plug it in and Then uh, match the beats, and and that's how we're making music with the band of Steve's here on the Bystander Podcast. It's a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot about it. I I have zero ability, but Mm -hmm. I enjoy watching the process. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Cool. Um, So mob roll, it's starting. (laughs) I feel
1: like we haven't really talked a whole lot about mob roll.
0: (laughs) Well, we got to know, get to know you guys. Yeah, I mean
1: that's true. We are two of the artists that are on mob roll, and that's what it is—a collection of artists from all over the Puget Sound trying to spread our art to different all nooks and crannies of the Puget Sound, and uh, at the same time enjoying the beauty of of uh, the scenery.
0: You kick off April 20th with your tour. Where's um, the starting date? So actually,
1: we, we actually are, we had a last-minute slight change. Okay, so, tell me. Okay, so I tell think us. it's actually April 28th, I believe, if that's the Friday. Um, so it's April 28th through May
0: 13th, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah. Should be 12 or 13th. Yeah, I mean,
1: which is the normal time. We talked a little bit about starting in a week early, which is why that whole April 20th thing came in. To play, but um, we just decided it wasn't the right thing to do. There's already a show booked, and th- there's already you know a couple shows or whatever. So like it would be really hard to map the route because we're biking from each show to the next. And so if we, yeah, that, that idea kind of came in late and it was like, well, we already have some shows booked and it'd be really tough to like figure out a route that still mm-hmm. worked. And we'd have to like get back in the van or something and
3: drive yeah. somewhere else and then bike somewhere. I and mean, we want to have like a linear route that we can ride the whole time. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And where are you kicking off? Where's the first venue? So Olympia, mm-hmm. um I'm not exactly sure where the venue is going to be. A lot of these shows aren't booked yet. But so th- this is the way it works too: is that we have people from all different parts of the sound. I mean, mm-hmm. Raphael's from Vashon. I'm from Bremerton. Raphael books the Vashon shows. I book the Bremerton shows. So our homie Dylan, um, uh, um, and Tyler, we used to we usually play at their house every year. Dylan moved out of that house, but as far as I know, Tyler is still down. I think I'm actually
3: seeing shows. visual noise. Like, I'm playing a show with him oh, yeah. tomorrow in Olympia. Yeah, he's going to be there. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I so, mean, I mean <laughs> we can see. you want to
1: touch base, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, and so, like,
0: you the, what
3: Dante's saying is that the cool thing is that we have, like, almost, like, captains or, like, uh, curators in yeah. different areas. And so, like, it's not just, like, there's a couple of us, you know, kind of started by people who are in Seattle or, like, uh, Kitsap. And, but then now we find people who are based in Bellingham. So the way it works is that... You're based in an area. You know people. You know a venue, and then we come by your neighborhood, and you can bring people out. You might know other artists. You might know etc. So then, right. that's the, the real way it works. And especially in the Marlboro style of being like, I mean, what what's today's date? And, and it kicks off in what like uh, in April, and there's still shows that aren't booked, and but it's still yeah. happening. You know, it, it works. It just yeah, kind of works that way. Yeah. Um.
0: Maybe we should do something here on Bainbridge.
1: Oh yeah, we haven't played Bainbridge in a little bit. Um, truth be told, uh, Shame. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I just personally, I mean, <laughs> hate is a strong word, but it's the right word. <laughs> I'm not a fan of English. I mean, I'm from Bremerton. What do you expect? <laughs>
0: okay. Well, what don't you like about it? Um, I don't know. We're cool though, right? Yeah, totally <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh it's you not know, a
1: person it's a long going it's a long going feud it's a long-standing feud
0: is it is it hard I mean, to be independently as an artist and have a venue here is that part of the difficulty
1: um I don't honestly know I've never tried to reach out and book a show myself in Bainbridge ever. I've played shows on Bainbridge that mobro booked that mm-hmm. but I wasn't involved in the booking process of. We have mobro homies that live or are from Bainbridge Island, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just yeah. the community here. I've just, yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly, and I've always kind of. So obviously, I know not everybody on Bainbridge Island is rich, but I've always had that kind of feeling. But I know that's not. I know that's not true, but also, um. I mean, I'm from I'm from Bremerton. Bremerton is very, very punk, dirty ass scene. And Bainbridge is like the exact opposite of that. I feel like in a lot of ways it's very um hippie and clean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I mean and I mean, so um in the nineties when I was growing up and there used to be the Foot Ferry that was like Reasonably priced, and you didn't have to wait in ridiculous lines. I mean, that was a new foot ferry, but it's expensive, kind of not really. But for a homeless kid, <laughs> it's expensive, <laughs> and you have to like sign up and wait in line and all this mm-hmm. stupid shit, and not just show up and just hop on the ferry kind of thing. Anyway, that closed down in the '90s because home, like beach property owners on Bainbridge Island, were getting pissed off that their beachfront property was getting ruined by the ferries. You know what I mean? So, like, from Bremerton, like, oh, we don't get this cool thing that we a resource anymore because of those rich assholes in Bainbridge Island. You know, and that's, like, the growing up. But as far as I'm aware, the feud has started a lot longer before that, like the 70s. And it's always been this ongoing feud. I think today, for today, um, the feud continues on in the sense that Bainbridge Island doesn't want to be a part of Kitsap County. It wants to be a part of King County, like Vashon Island is. And it's like, well, if you don't want to be a part of Kitsap, then why should we even accept you? So, I don't know. That's where, <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm at. All right. <laughs> that's where I'm at with Bainbridge. I don't know if you're aware of this. Yeah, uh, I'm, The feud? I'm not, I'm not like... The Burlington bainbridge feud, feud or just the Kitsap-Bainbridge feud or
0: whatever it is. I feel like I'm aware. I feel like we're all not that it's on the like, sound, though, and we're all good that way. It's know? not yeah.
3: like it's a, like a... I mean... <laughs> It's not like people are getting hurt or like hurt over it. It's just like a kind of like an idea and like meshing of vibes kind of thing. Personal choice.
0: Mm.
1: But I will say, actually, my least favorite place in Kitsap is Silverdale. So
0: Consumerdale. Yeah. That's what I call it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And mostly because mostly it's because they don't have their own city government. So they rely on entirely county resources and they don't have city tax which is why it's consumerville because all these big corporations put their places there because so they, they don't have to pay for the city tax which means that the county has to pay for all their shit like the county is carrying on its back and it's fucking annoying <laughs> <laughs> so a- anyway as much sh- hate as I have for Bainbridge <laughs> several dollars a million times worse
0: <laughs> alright good to know I, th- I think you crushed any hope scoop of getting booked here though that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> you're good you'll be alright what was that?
3: Well that's Marlboro Way. we a show with a school bus and play wherever they don't want us yeah. to be. So <laughs> yeah, right. it doesn't get booked anywhere. Like we need a school bus yeah, with actually, speakers
1: on it. Like I think the I think the greatest show on Bainbridge we could ever possibly hope to play is just set up the bus in s- Somewhere in Yuppieville on Bainbridge and piss off a bunch of white people. I'm down. So that sounds like the legit thing to do. I get arrested for that. <laughs> Like I, oh, I, like, I like handcuffed cops, myself to the school bus. Like right, when I the cops it. showed up on at the Vashon, the first <laughs> yeah. Vashon show, you, the cops showed up and then I, yeah, and then I played.
3: What was that about? Well, Vashon's a small community, you know, and, and so like so so right. First thing that happens, like Sean, our homie, with a school bus. He rolls up, and I'm like, we roll up and they see the school bus. And on Facebook, they're like, post this thing on Vashon all, which is like the community Facebook like oh, Facebook yeah. thing. And they're like, oh my God, look at this school bus. And they're like, it's a it's a gang of uh bicyclists, they got dreadlocks and they look dangerous and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, Whoa, no, actually this is what it is. And I'm like, yeah. are you guys with a dead baby crew? They're just freaking out because nothing <laughs> new happens there. It's a little yeah. ass Pleasantville island. Yeah. Which <laughs> I really enjoy a lot of the like subculture of it. There's yeah. definitely a lot of like hoity toadiness and I've been racially profiled there four times more than anyone. Um I'll say publicly Officer Hancock is a horrible person. <laughs> he should be written up <laughs> There's shout out other, to you shout out to you you're a dick <laughs> I no respect for you and no one else does on the island so keep doing what you're doing um, <laughs> called the NAACP yeah. Um, so yeah so it's like they didn't see anything new and I understand it. if I was on the island and I saw that I'd be, I'd be like whoa who are those people because not that much new happens and there's people there who don't leave the island when I first got back to the island I didn't leave for five months it's like Bubbleville um, mm-hmm. we weren't dangerous it was just new and exciting which is like anywhere else you know it's like a city like in a city you see that it's like oh it's pretty cool and you might even take a picture of it and call your homie anyway. But on the island, it's such a small community that it becomes this thing. And if someone posts it on Facebook, then like everyone's seeing it, and it blows up to be this thing, you know. And so that's all it really was. It's just like something new and exciting, and they were just kind of a little overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, we got a little bitch page too, Bainbridge Islanders on Facebook.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> stuff people yeah. say. No, that you was. You that, wonder why we
1: have a rep. That whole day was so funny because like. The it started with like we were just you guys built the stage on this property mm. and then everybody was like it was like they're playing hip hop and shit and then your neighbors came over with the mm. blue hairs and they were like oh you guys yeah. gotta stop this like this is and it's like and then we like turned it it's down like, it's and like they, seven like, kept, o'clock yeah. there's no noise ordinance like you have absolutely mm. no right to do this and then like <laughs> right at like ten o'clock on the dot the cops showed up. And by that point, I was playing, which is hilarious because I'm playing all this like pretty instrumental music yeah. or whatever. I mean, like this like, crazy setup, and he's like just playing
3: ukulele songs.
1: Like, shells. Were you? What were you playing? I was you know playing. Her? I was playing just regular songs. Yeah. But then Shane told me to play the Father of a Boy Named Sue for them because that's definitely the most raunchy song. Yeah. that I know. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this whole history, by the way, Tim. But um, lay it on me. Lay it on me. Shell Silverstein. Um, yeah, yeah. Our favorite. Very favorite author. He wrote a boy named Sue for Johnny Cash in like in the late fifties or whatever. And years and years later, though, he rewrote the song from a different pers- from the father's perspective. And it's like the dirtiest song I've ever heard. It's it's basically about how his son is like I don't know a, a transvestite, basically. You know, it's Sue, and so he's like wearing a dress and you know, and everything. And then he eventually ends up. Moving into his son's house, you know, because and then or his, yeah, into Sue's house, and uh, um,
0: Sue's his son,
1: yeah, yeah. Sue's his son. So it moves into Sue's house, and it's like, you know, the last line is like, you know, on the nights that I can't score, well, I can't tell you anymore, but it sure is a
0: joy to have a boy named Sue.
1: You know, it's very much like, uh,
0: yeah, I had heard some rumors that that was like. Well, it's pedophilia it's, type song. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: it's it's, it's beautiful true? because um, well, that's a strong hint. It, mm. it's, I would say.
3: It, well, I mean, it Sue's like,
0: an
1: adult at this point, so it's not pedof- It's not pedophile necessarily, but I think the moral of that song. It's still messed. I think that the moral of that song is that homosexual <laughs> incest is not immoral because there's no chance for child reproduction. Huh. Okay. Mic drop.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can you put some crickets in right there?
1: (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, right. <laughs> so you can imagine me playing songs like that for people on Bainbridge Island, and be like, "Okay, yeah, I get why, <laughs> I get why you haven't had the best response for people on Bainbridge."
0: I'm visualizing that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are bringing it back. <laughs> it's just a different culture. That's all it is.
0: We like
3: to show up and do what we want to do, and that's like the awesome thing about it. And like yeah. the cool thing is that it's in free form, and like the funniest thing to ask is like, "Well, what's the plan?" And it's like an <laughs> ongoing joke. It's like, <laughs> who knows the plan? And like, yeah. especially like new people, it's like, so who's the leader? And like, Locked who can who can like ask? And so like,
1: there's nobody in charge.
3: Yeah, there's no one in charge. There isn't really a plan. Well, it's like, yeah, it's a loose. It's idea. like a loose plan. <laughs> so it's it's part of the joke for
1: sure. To like just the know, loose yeah. the loose plan for this year is uh, Olympia, Tacoma, probably Camp at Dash Point, Vashon Island, Bremerton, Seattle, Indianola. Uh, maybe Kingston Port Townsend, and uh, Camp at Deception Pass um, I was thinking about Arlington this year because I thought it would be cool but either Arlington or Mount Vernon and then Bellingham that's the general schedule how does one um, join the mob ok so we're on we're on Facebook it's a uh, uh, mob M-O-B-R-O-L-L on Facebook and uh I think it's called, like, Music Bikes Film or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and message us, and f- um, we'll we'll contact you, and we'll, we'll have Facebook events and all that stuff. And if you just show up with your bike and you want to roll with us, you're yeah. more than welcome to roll with us. That's
3: another thing. If you just somehow um, get in uh – Get hip with one of our events somehow. and You just show up and you want to ride. It does not matter.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing about it. There's no like you don't you don't have to be no an artist. Paper you don't have to be an artist. Oh, there's not no at Paperwork all. you have to fill out is like there's no liability yeah. contract or nothing you don't like don't that. Have to do the whole tour. You just oh. show up with yeah. your bike. Also, if you are an artist, you are a musician, and you show up and like, hey, I'm here to roll. You're definitely going to play in the show that night because you just rode mm. 30 miles to the next yeah. show. We'll
3: make it work for you.
1: Like that's the thing. Nice. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you were booked for the show or not, you're gonna play. No, that's
3: the yeah, that's the awesome thing about it. Like for me especially it's like, well, how else can you get like to see go around and see the Puget Sound and also like get your music out there like today? And like not necessarily in a huge way, but like travel and play for these people right now.
0: Yeah. now, now you guys kinda romanticize the Puget Sound in yeah. things that you do. Um uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> what what makes you love it here? Um, the rain, clearly.
1: Ralph Rain that's silly but I really I really actually do love the rain I mean I was born and raised in Bremerton and it's just a constant thing in my life it's (laughs) It's it's an air freshener
0: to me yeah Yeah,
1: totally totally it smells great Hmm. (laughs) Um, I mean I mean with the rain though comes everything that is the evergreen state right I mean that's how that's how everything is so fucking green all Mm -hmm. the time Um, also just like every I mean it's such a small little spot but estuaries are actually a really rare phenomenon in the world; they don't happen very often. And the fact that we have this very complex network of waterways is actually really—it's incredible, amazing—and it's really good to celebrate that. Um, so, um, and then even like it's—it is very small, but when you travel different, when you travel the whole thing, you realize that there's so many different types of landscapes just within this it's, small. It's
3: small. phenomenal. That's one of my favorite things about actually riding it on a bicycle as opposed to, like, being yeah. in a van or, like, in a bus or an airplane or whatever, what have you, yeah. is that you're, like, out there seeing with your friends. And mm-hmm. we also have a van and sometimes a school bus that has your stuff. So in a day, I might just have, like, what I need to keep warm in a water bottle, and that's it. Yeah. And I'm riding. And, like, you can go all the way across the Puget Sound with, like— raw on your bicycle you don't have to lug all this stuff and it's just so freeing and it's like yeah i on my first tour i didn't have to I, nothing wrong on my bike i didn't have to change it flat like it was just the whole way solid yeah so it's like and you get to, you're there you get to smell everything you get to see everything firsthand i hadn't been to most of these places before so that was like that showed me the puget sound and like really showed me you fell in love with a beautiful oh, discovery right yeah it's my favorite place to be in in the world so far awesome yeah yeah, that's I also love the rain, the winter vibes and stuff.
0: So. Yeah, and this seasons aren't extremely you know like yeah. New York you get the 14 yeah. inches of snow and, and the <laughs> right. massive heat yeah.
3: and they still get it out of the way before school they're like they got it down there's no school days no snow days
0: <laughs> yeah. no snow days Snow three
1: feet last night but you're still going to school Yeah, your hair is going to freeze right, right? so then <laughs> you walk out meanwhile west of Washington it's like three three inches off school's canceled <laughs> all day inches it's just, just like it shows up at room. all uh, I know yeah. right <laughs> the snow it's, it's like is,
0: yeah kids have too many days off already and half days and then snow and you can <laughs> Weed here lately. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> What's really getting done? <laughs> yeah, no,
1: nothing. Um, uh, uh, that is a good point to uh say to any rider out there that wants to come ride with us. By the way, there is a support vehicle, Thank you. Thank so you you will not have to carry your instruments and stuff. We will totally put it in the van for you. <laughs> and it's about thirty to forty miles a day, twenty twenty-five to forty miles a day. So it's wow. not super strenuous. It's not like S You're not gonna have to ride a century. Yeah. Like, yeah, so and anyway, a big part of it is getting beginners on bicycles. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that's the other thing I wanted to say is that um, a big part of being on the Puget Sound is, and it's it's also like a big community building exercise, right? Because we're trying to, uh, you know, like incorporate all these towns besides Bainbridge and Silverville. <laughs> and, and uh, haters <laughs> that's right <clears throat> and uh that's right. Um, it's really empowering to know that you can ride your bike to the next town over with no problem you know what i mean and especially for somebody who's you know doesn't have a car as y- right. you know young you know might be like you know 19 or 20 or whatever just out of high school and don't really know much beyond you know, Bothell or whatever. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah. you can just ride your bike. To yeah. Like
3: and I learned that too. Like one day, Dante and I, we were like a solo ride. It was just us. And like, was, on for acid. some reason it was like on, a- <laughs> it was so epic. It was like, a thunder- I don't know if you remember last May. It was like, there was There's a crazy a giant thunderstorm in the it whole like thing. Drop acid, it was us two. So we ride
1: from like, which way did we come? It was, we took the, we took the yeah. Vashon to Southworth Ferry. <laughs> and then we rode along the water around to yeah. Port Orchard. And, as we're coming into the the ferry dock at uh, Annapolis, we just the, the clouds Huge come clouds. over like within short like less than five minutes, mm-hmm. it was like clear sky, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just thunder clouds over the entire mm-hmm. sky. It was so beautiful. And we're like shit. Well, we, we got, got rubber so tires. It was, it was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> it
3: was yeah, it was great. But
1: but bottom of that story is
3: like a lot of fun. But also showing me, like Dante showed me the way, like, oh, I can ride my bike from my house to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, in theory, you know that. But it's like going to your friend's house for the first time out of town. It's like one thing to know. Then you yeah. do it and you're like, oh, it's not that hard. Yeah, that not was like crazy. way easier than I thought it yeah.
1: was. <laughs> and it's like,
3: so it's it's really empowering in that sense. It shows you like how rare and unique this, this like part of the world is. But then also like how accessible it is and viable. And it it's like, yeah.
1: Man, last summer I rode 70 miles from Anchorage to this little town called Hope in Alaska and in the pouring rain to this festival. (laughs) I was by myself and it was so hard. Mob roll? Yeah, I felt like Alaska mob roll. But it was it was way harder than doing it here. You know, towns in Alaska are like, you know, so so far far apart. And And there's like so many tiny little towns every little stop here. So it's just easy.
0: So this... This mob role is basically a cultural event to advocate bicycling and getting out around the Puget Sound. Mm -hmm. And how do you raise money for it? Because I I know there's a charity arm to this.
1: Yeah. So we pick a nonprofit organization to, a local nonprofit specifically. um, Not
0: Bainbridge. (laughs)
1: <laughs> again like if it's a non-profit based in bainbridge that's that's fine with me honestly <laughs> i don't i don't mind if it's something if it's for a cool <laughs> cause that does you know that's that's all that matters right yes um so like uh last year we we um donated all our funds to um second cycle community bike shop cycle center i think Community mm. Cycle Center I think it's what's a, that I think it's an alliteration anyway um, so it's a non-profit um, bike shop in um, actually they have uh, s- several locations now but it's in Tacoma and they have um, a couple sh- shops that are in schools and they have like um, they teach kids how to um, how to build a bike and fix their bikes mm. and uh, they have after school ride programs with kids and they have an earn a bike program with kids and, and they're all s- oh, cool. pretty essential in like you know very you know in a um, you know, poor communities, oh, the inner city, right, right, exactly for the, the troubled youth, right. Um, so th- yeah, so that's what we donated to. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing, what nonprofit we're choosing this year. We tried, we tried to call Thomas and ask him, but yeah, <laughs> he didn't
3: well, we can we can throw in some information.
1: Yeah. for that actually, yeah, we can, actually, yeah, we in, can email yeah. you. What?
0: Yeah, uh, everybody, mm. stay up on uh, mob roll on Facebook, and uh, that information should start coming out here shortly once. Schedule yeah. gets going and, you yeah. know, the, the mob starts rolling. Yes, Definitely. that's right. Anything else you guys want to shout out? Um, say hi to mom or anything like that before you, <laughs> we head on out of here today?
3: I
1: love you, mom. Love
3: you, moms. And dad.
1: Uh, Dad's um, never get shout outs. I guess just... Uh, Dad's a cool, too. We miss you, Shane Canote. <laughs> yeah. You're super missed. <laughs>
3: and, like, really, really, though, what I want to really emphasize is, like, you listening. Whoever happens to come across this podcast if you as an individual want you have some ideas some music some art and you're itching to like share this with the world to make connections to actually like mom Bro made it possible through mom Bro, another friend of mine who's like connecting me through a lot of people who do a lot of different kinds of shows has made it possible for me to do other things and organize my own tours i did a, a tour of a standing rock and we raised fifteen hundred dollars for that and raised a thousand dollars at single at second cycle like at one place yeah. so it's like it showed me how possible it was for me as an individual but then also like as a group of people so it's extremely empowering it's like if you want to do that with music or art or any kind of idea you want to do um uh, videography like cinematography spoken word or you just want to come and connect with people or like do events planning you want to connect and like it's there's no better way in my that I've found in my experience to do that and like just get plugged in and it's it's yeah it's it's been it's been a huge thing that's helped me like connect with that and not feel just like so alone you know in in the creative world especially in the puget sound it's like
1: yeah oh i guess beautiful i guess the one very last thing that we forgot to mention is that if also you don't have a if you're out there and you don't have a bike but you really want to be a part of this um we also raffle off a bike every year that's made by thomas at second at um salish cycles and um so, and it's like $5 raft ticket. Um, at the end of the tour, we will, at the last show in Bellingham, on stage, we will pull a name out of a hat and give away a free bicycle. It's tight. So. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's a nice yeah. bike.
1: Yeah.
3: It's it's, like, I want that tricycle, it's really nice
0: though. bike. I got my eyes on that um, tricycle.
3: <laughs> oh, last thing, the Fugitive has a flamethrower and a grill on the back. Yeah, has a f- really, really last fugitive. thing. Yeah. Um so I'll send you my album, my last album, which y'all can find on SoundCloud. But uh, if you want to throw some of that in here, I can send that to you, and you can end with it possibly. Or
0: yeah, I'd love to. Whatever you want to do. You know, I want I want to promote you guys. I believe in what you're doing. Um, it's here to stay. And, you know, this is yeah. the eighth tour. Mm-hmm. I'm about
3: to get my tattoo pretty soon. So.
1: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, What's yeah, my tattoo. I'm too.
3: getting a tattoo pretty soon. My bra tattoo. A What's
0: tattoo? that look like?
3: A school bus um, really with the number of the year on it. A bicycle. It depends.
0: I like that uh, logo. I did see somewhere. Um,
3: I like the school bus one.
0: The the vinyl with the space needle and mm. the bicycles and the and people stuff. riding
1: around it. Yeah,
3: that's my Spinning one of my around. favorite designs. Yeah, yeah, who
0: made that? I can't
1: remember. I didn't think it was uh, one of a uh, piece of Mark's friends from New Jersey yeah yeah This I think it was a
3: female one of uh, Mark's friends It kind of encompassed yeah. everything that shout he out to, to the do. Jersey Boys also if y'all oh, listen in or come, b- come back we miss come y'all back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Jack, come back yeah if you've been away at all come back Jack was one
3: of the cast names. I can't uh, remember really like Jack him, but... yeah, yeah Jack with the beard yeah what's up Jack <laughs> shout out to Jack with the beard
0: Dante oh,
1: yeah. dude thanks for having us
0: my pleasure good to have you yeah Ralph Rain, the man in the house. Nice yeah, to have you. Yeah, him. thanks Appreciate for having you. us. You've been listening to The Bystander. Thank you. We're out. Be kind. spam.